Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... Whatever In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way you'll always be notified and get the Forever news. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, so for starters, we got a bunch of sales for the latest manga. We're going to focus in particular on the top 10 this week uh, because, yeah, there's an interesting list there. So we're going to talk about that. We got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments from the different, you know, variety of authors. There's a jump. We're going to take a look at that one. The record of Ragnarok anime was apparently in a certain place taken off of Netflix. We're going to talk about that. Bunch of issues going down with the Tokyo 2020 Olympics in particular. There's something there regarding the anime mascots that was supposed to be a part of the whole thing in the jig. So yeah, we're definitely going to address it. We got a new anime, or I believe it's the first anime trailer for the upcoming Platinum End anime, the series from the creators of Death Note, and a new visual for it as well. So very very hype about it we got a couple of pieces of Jujutsu Kaisen news including a collab that they're working on as well as Gojo taking over <laughs> we'll talk about it seems as though MAPPA Studio MAPPA can't catch a break because we just talked about the director of Attack on Titan and seemingly some health issues that he's going through and now there's some more stuff coming out regarding MAPPA in particular more so the blame is going towards Netflix but there's a discrepancy there that we're going to discuss as well as seemingly some horrible work conditions as well over on the studio Cloverworks that did Wonder Egg Priority. So yeah, just bad treatment all around we're gonna address. We got a Fruits Basket anime spinoff that was announced for 2022 in light of the wrapping up of the re-adaptation that they did for Fruits Basket. Demon Slayer getting a new spinoff manga. We're gonna talk about that one, exactly what's going on there. A little bit of good news for the Seven Deadly Sins spinoff for Knights of the Apocalypse. A little bit more insight into the explosion of the Tokyo Revengers franchise with the anime and just how it's looking right now an update on martial magic and muscles manga sales we got an update for one piece pretty cool little update and some of the weekly shonen magazine author comments always a riot I'm looking forward i haven't even read them yet but i'm looking forward to seeing what is said again in particular from uh okubo okubo the creator of fire force like i can't wait to read that one and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode without further ado let's jump into another exciting episode of whatever news The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so for starters, we got some sales to take a look at. Normally, we look at the top 50, but to be honest with you, it's starting to feel like it's just the same for the most part from like, you know, 50 through 11 of, hey, there's a shit ton of Tokyo Revengers and a little surprise here and there, but for the most part, it's like Tokyo Revengers, Jujutsu Kaisen, and oh, this. So for this one in particular, next week, we'll go back to it because maybe things will change, but for this one, we're just going to look at the top 10 because coming in at number 10 is the latest volume, the final volume, if I'm not mistaken, of Attack on Titan volume 
volume 34 this week clocking in 42,000 so it's at 976,000 inching towards that 1 million mark it's crazy because I feel like this should be at well over a million considering regardless of how you feel about the ending Attack on Titan is such a prominent series I'm shocked that it's not at a million yet especially again it's it's the final volume so a little bit shocked there but still almost a million ain't gonna you know shit on that by any means uh then number nine Mushoku Tensei the jobless reincarnation uh volume 15 with 48,000 which I want to say isn't it originally a novel a light novel and then it's been adapted to a manga maybe I'm totally off on that if I am forgive me but yeah 48,000 not bad at all and I really enjoy Mushoku Tensei the anime uh number eight I've never heard of this series Kusuriya no Hitogoto oh my god I'm yeah I'm gonna just end up butchering this shit but yeah that series that is on your screen right now in 10 days with a total of 94,000 with this week clocking in 50,000 good shit to this series that I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce number seven Kendaichi isn't Kendaichi uh wait Kendaichi 37 Sai no Jikenbo like the only Kendaichi I know is isn't it like a lawyer anime but I don't know if that's the case for this one but 50,000 for that and then <laughs> six through one I'm familiar with majority of these so don't worry because number six Spy X Family volume seven and 17 days with 846,000 with this week clocking in 50,593 Spy X Family oh my god I'm just I can't wait to see what those numbers are looking like they're gonna be astronomical when that anime drops next year because yo that's crazy 846,000 in 17 days a jump plus title mind you not a battle series really it's more like family oriented uh coming in at number five this week in 24 days 1.575 million copies one piece volume 99 with 53,071 copies i'm imagining that volume 100 and if i'm wrong i'm wrong because at the end of the day look attack on titan the final volume isn't selling like i thought it would i thought it'd be at like 1.2 1.3 by now um one piece i'm imagining with volume 100 is going to go through the freaking moon but again i could be wrong but it's volume 100 there's so many millions of people in japan that absolutely love one piece so i'm expecting um, probably with volume 100 in the first week at the very least like close to 2 million sales but we'll see how that goes uh number four isekai ojisan volume 7 with 53,998 almost 54,000 again i'm not familiar with that one either uh but then top three jujutsu kaisen volume 16 in 24 days 1.723 million copies with 74,758 this week oh my god oh yo it just makes me think when Gege comes back, we, we'll get back on that ship, but uh, phenomenal numbers yet again. Um, at the top of, at the very least, the Shueisha titles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe I'm off on that, but I want to say, yeah, that's the top Shueisha title right now out of all of these. Then number two, Golden Kamui, volume 26, in 10 days, 181,000, with this week clocking in 90,000. I really got to get back on that Golden Kamui wave of the anime. I had watched, I want to say it was season one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I, I completed the entirety of season one. I think there's like three seasons now i gotta get back into it because i really liked what i saw i remember really enjoying it a few years back so yeah i'm gonna look forward to that and shumatsu no valkyrie volume 11 aka record of ragnarok at number one in 10 days with 221,385 copies and this week clocking in a little over 125,000 copies and yeah shout outs to that i mean a lot of people said that <laughs> the netflix anime destroyed it but hey number one i don't know how much damage it did i mean i'm not sure again i'd have to go back and check what the numbers were 
were prior to that anime but number one what more could you ask for you know what i'm saying number one with 220 some odd thousand copies in 10 days that's pretty impressive but yeah people those were the top 10 manga sales of this week pretty good stuff a little bit of an interesting thing I, I believe we got some new jump volumes dropping within the next week or so so things might be shaken up with like new black clover and things like that looking forward to addressing it when they drop next up these are the latest well technically latest but probably by the time you're seeing this maybe they'll be like a week old at this point but uh some of the latest author comments from weekly shonen jump magazine from the authors in the magazine uh for starters we got i believe this is the very first author comment from the creator of the hunter's guild red hood yuki kawaguchi i wanted to read this one uh serialization thanks for having me i'd be so happy if you enjoyed the adventures of these two characters so at least we know that these two are going to be the the adventurers right <laughs> no, but just shout out to the series i keep on championing it because i love that first chapter but of course it could go downhill we don't know but shout out to that author uh hr order from one piece said it's the time of the year when i can't leave the house without a towel and since i'll also be wearing a mask hot days are going to come uh yeah it's pretty freaking hot and oh my god i couldn't imagine working 21 hours with a mask on and oh god like i know there's people doing it in the medical field all over the place but hats off hats off hats off hats off i'll be honest with you because yeah he's they're talking about he needs a freaking towel to wipe the sweat and he's with a mask on poor oda man poor freaking oda um author of dr stone or i believe yeah the author richiro inagaki said bulls are colorblind so the cape doesn't have to be red it's red and bullfighting for the audience really i did not know that that's crazy <laughs> okay but it's dr stone I i'm 10 billion percent sure you're gonna learn something from dr stone right uh hajime komodo the author of marshall said saito asakura and clever were so cool all the fighters were cool okay shout outs to you um let's see moving forward we got something from yoshifumi tozuka the undead unluck author volume 7 is coming out 7-2 in japan okay so the volume's already out uh tons of extras look for the summer blue and yellow cover i like when authors do that i feel like yo that's a little bit of a hustle right there when you're promoting your volume and the author comments like you're giving an extra boost in case people missed out like oh they don't know that the volume's dropping like i love that i always think that that's smart some people might look at it like oh you're trying to get extra promo yeah i'm trying to sell some books here people so shout outs to the author of undead unluck yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. The current issue of Koro Koro magazine has a new series from my super comrade in arms, Mizuno. And we're both dads now. Okay. Yo, uh, Tabata, he always be looking out for his homies. Like, it, he was the one that put me on to Kaiju number eight because it was one of his previous assistants, if I'm not mistaken. Like, what a, what a guy, man. What a freaking guy. Uh, Koeho Rikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. Kawaguchi Sensei, who helped on My Hero, has a new series starting. Personally, I think this is the most attractive art out there right now i'm excited oh shit uh shout outs to wow horikoshi you know propping up his mans the author of red hood that just got into the magazine him giving him a shot and he's saying that he was somebody that helped on my hero academia that's really awesome wow it kind of makes sense because the art kind of looks somewhat similar dope stuff there um just one more we'll take a look at yuto suzuki the author of sakamoto days my wife is singing the palace's cat song i asked her to stop but she won't well that, that's the married life you know how it goes sakamoto no <laughs> but yeah those are some of the author comments we had in this week's shonen jump author comments moving forward now the uh very ever so controversial record of ragnarok netflix exclusive anime apparently has been removed from the platform at the very least in one place in particular let's read netflix india has removed its listing for the anime of shinya umemura ajichika and takumi fukui's record of ragnarok manga the streaming platform had listed the anime for release in india on june 17th 
15th alongside its worldwide debut. Netflix has not made a public statement about the removal. Anime News Network reached out to Netflix for a comment regarding the removal, but the company did not respond by press time. U.S. Hindu activist Rajan Zed had made a statement on March 21st urging Warner Brothers Japan to not trivialize Hindu deity Lord Shiva in the anime. According to Zed, in early June, Netflix had refused to remove the anime from its catalog, stating in an email to him that we at Netflix respect all religions, communities, and their cultures and traditions. The stories that are on our service are not intended to be disrespectful or hurt the sentiments of any community or group. The anime is currently streaming on Netflix in the United States. Zed had earlier addressed the publishers of the manga comics and urged the company not to trivialize Lord Shiva and other highly revered Hindu gods and goddesses in its manga publications. So basically, uh, this this dude Zed had been like, you know, hitting up first. He hit up the manga publishers like, yo, what are y'all doing? And I mean, if they got characters based off Adam and Eve and things like that, then yeah, I could see some people getting upset and feeling offended. But yeah, Netflix, it seems as though they tried to hold the ground at first and then eventually ultimately removed it from the platform over there in India. Kind of crazy. Like I thought they would stick to their guns, but I don't know, maybe the pressure got to them or people started really like unsubscribing from Netflix over there. Who knows? But yeah, if you're in India, unfortunately, you cannot watch Record of Ragnarok. And I wouldn't be surprised if soon after they removed the manga from the, you know, publishers over there as well. Okay, next up. Now, apparently there's a ton of drama going on with the Olympics. To be honest with you, besides this that I'm about to report on, the Olympics has just not been looking all that good regarding the Tokyo 2021 Olympics because it's been one thing after another. They've been looking a little bit, a little bit strange over there. I'm not going to lie between like, you know, they banned the BLM merch over there. They can't wear BLM or whatever, which, you know, this, that, and the third, you could argue that, hey, BLM, you know there was rumors of people stealing money of blm and stuff like that whatever the owner so you know whatever it's an organization at the end of the day I, I still don't agree with them banning people from wearing that but it is what it is then it was just yesterday that i heard that they were banning swimming caps for afro hair because supreme athletes don't need that which i was kind of like what that don't sound right at all you know what i'm talking about that just don't sound right like a swimming cap like okay we're just gonna braid our hair down anyway then if you're trying to do that and we're still gonna kick ass whatever but then the whole debacle with shikari richardson that you could argue hey she broke the rules so there's a discussion to be had there but now there's even more drama i'm not even gonna lie it feels like the gods that be do not want this event to go down because remember it was supposed to happen in 2020 then they were considering canceling it in 2021 then they said no we're gonna go ahead with it like it is just drama after drama now apparently Tezuka the corporation are under fire as well let's read this Tezuka Productions head responds to backlash regarding Olympic Committee's use of anime characters last week the Japanese Olympic Committee issued a series of tweets promoting the Tokyo Olympic Games using quotes attributed to characters from various anime series including Astro Boy Sailor Moon and Crayon Shinchan which if you look at the poster which this was announced many years ago now I want to say like 2016 2017 if I'm around there maybe 2018 uh the, you know they got Sailor Moon, Astro Boy, Luffy from One Piece, Naruto, uh, Goku from Dragon Ball, etc, etc. So a lot of big dogs on there. And it said, as public opposition to the Tokyo Olympics continues, however, the committee had faced backlash for the tweets. Detractors argued that it feels out of character for characters with a strong sense of justice like Adam and Usagi to support the games during a pandemic. In response to the backlash, Tezuka Productions head Rumiko Tezuka, daughter of Osamu Tezuka, tweeted, the contract for the character cheering squad was signed after the Tokyo Olympics and 
Paralympics were decided at a time when nobody could have imagined the threat of the virus. At the time, everyone was looking forward to the games. Right now, the situation has made it so that there are divided opinions whether to continue holding them. But from a business perspective, Adam is participating in the cheering squad as part of the role he was given. She continued, all of the characters who have been contracted to participate in the cheering squad are in the same position, not just Adam. They will do the job they have been given. Cheer for the competing athletes. Please don't involve them in your debates about whether the game should go ahead. And later tweets, she expressed her dismay that the controversy has promoted, has prompted a bigger uproar that when the characters were originally announced, she said that she'll take the opinions she had heard into consideration when negotiating future licensing deals. She also tweeted that she regrets using the word business in her original tweet instead of providing a more detailed explanation and stressed that there are certain things that she can't say publicly. But still, to think that there are so many people in society who have strong feelings about Adam, she remarked, as painful as it is, I am grateful. So I'll be honest, when it comes to that in particular, it's like, yo, they already signed the contracts. What do you want them to do? They, they are allowed to use the properties however they see fit. It's not in their hands anymore. They, like they could move forward with it. Although I will say that from that list, I didn't see anything of like them saying having Naruto or Luffy or Goku or anybody saying anything yet. So I don't know. Shueisha's probably like, yo, y'all want to bully Tezuka and them? Yeah, so be it. But y'all ain't going to play with all characters, all right? So more than likely they have more leverage because at the end of the day, those are Shueisha properties. So they probably can say like, no gag order you're not having them say shit right now maybe when the competition goes down you can have goku saying you know cheer blah 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 but as it stands right now you ain't doing that so that's probably what i'm imagining is going down to be honest with you i see i understand it because at the end of the day people are like yo there's a pandemic how are you doing this competition and stuff like that but again business and that's kind of been a debate <laughs> a lot grander than this one you know with just the world and general economies crashing and things like that but yeah i'm interested what you guys think about this how do you feel about these characters that they're using their likeness to promote and you know cheer things on on when there's a, a split and a division between whether these olympic games should be going on uh, aside from just all the other stuff that's been going on as well and the controversy surrounding the olympics the 2021 olympics this is going to be an olympic to remember forever for better or worse okay people next up i just wanted to quickly talk about the new pv trailer i believe this is the first fully animated one that we got for the platinum and anime alongside a new visual the visual looks dope the trailer for the most part looks pretty good it basically showcases two of the mcs from what i remember remember from reading the manga the angel and the main character that he's kind of like i guess you would say the light of this situation but kind of very dark the way they showcase like he's trying to throw himself off a building in the beginning of the trailer so yeah i'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in it the art and animation didn't look out of this world it didn't look bad but it just looked okay but I guess that's something to note because usually with a PV, they try to put their absolute best. Like, you know, when you photobook put that Demon Slayer trailer out, they put like a minute and a half months ahead, which is unheard of. And it was like stellar high quality. This one is like, looks all right. looks good. But yeah, we got to wait and see to what the final product is going to be. But again, they confirmed it's 24 episodes. And like I said in the last episode of Forever News, it will adapt the entirety of the Platinum End manga. And either way, this is from the same creators of Death Note. I'm looking forward to it. It is like a Future Diary-esque story. And this trailer looks pretty good so far and yeah platinum end baby i can't wait to watch it next up we got a couple of pieces of jujutsu kaisen news for starters jujutsu kaisen will publish a special collaboration with the institute of statistical mathematics titled jujutsu shinen sugaku koza in jump giga 2021 summer with the participation of editor t and riken which i'm imagining they're using the jujutsu kaisen franchise to promote academic related things which that's not bad at all hey use something you know what i'm saying why not promote something positive with a big 
title and franchise like Jujutsu Kaisen, which also leads because I thought it was two separate things, but technically I guess it would fall into the same thing because that issue of Giga, Jump Giga, is actually going to have the cover be Gojo Satoru from Jujutsu Kaisen because he will be taking the cover of Jump Giga 2021 Summer Edition. And yeah, uh, it seems like they're going to be pushing really heavily, which I'm imagining they're probably at a crossroad right now. Like you see that they're trying to do like a mobile game of Jujutsu Kaisen. You got the film coming out. You got a lot of things going out. Meanwhile, the main serialized manga that, you know, selling it extremely well. We just talked about the manga is still selling in the top five right now with like a hundred and what 1.7 million copies or some crazy shit like that in like a couple of weeks, two to three weeks very very high astronomical numbers right there but then on top of that but then you got the manga on break and they're trying to do all these other things so seems like they really are trying to push like yeah the manga's on break right now but there's a hundred other things going on to keep the name alive to keep everything moving so even though fans aren't getting that fixed every week for now at the very least they'll still have people excited for more Jujutsu Kaisen and again it's just going to be a matter of time until Giga Akutami returns because they said about a month it's been already a few weeks we'll see in the next couple weeks whether the return happens happens or if it'll take a little longer okay people next up a few pieces of drama regarding just studios in general trying to underpay animators like the never-ending battle of animators and i always feel uh, like torn right because to a certain degree it's like yo we as fans are enabling these studios because we love their work so much and i feel like to a certain degree it's the only thing we can do because hey if these animators it's not like you know they're with guns to their head they're working because they want to work right so i kind of feel like the best thing we can do is to support these shows it with hopes that eventually the anime industry changes and maybe on their side of things i know that there's been like an act that they have of like a union that they've started having in place and things like that to help out a little bit but it's still in a very very bad place right now well apparently two different studios one of which mappa studio studio behind attack on titan's final season studio behind jujutsu kaisen studio behind the upcoming chainsaw man anime studio behind Yasuke. Well, they're in a little bit of hot water because apparently some animators are complaining about a contract that was made between MAPPA and Netflix, which I'm imagining it has to do with the Yasuke anime, and we're gonna get into that. But then also, let's quickly take a look because apparently there's been some stuff and some rumors regarding production and the conditions of work for the Wonder Egg Priority anime. Now, a lot of controversy has happened. Apparently, like, the ending of Wonder Egg Priority was terrible, which I wanna say that that probably had to do with production issues because according to this, it said, according to a rumored tweet, the animation producer of Wonder Egg priority Shota Umehara had to be hospitalized twice during the production of the final episode of the series. The tweet said the producer that even after getting wheeled into an ambulance twice got a drip at the hospital and came back five hours later to return to the studio. It's wonderful to have something that is more important than your life. Shota Umehara. Later on the tweet was deleted and the user account who uploaded it as well and then it was like an image of like a work condition that just kind of looked like a tiny little I don't even know what and if I'm not mistaken I want to say that's direct that's just sitting on the floor that shit sounds terrible like that reminds me of like the story we always hear about Yoshihiro Tagashi creator of Yu Yu Hakusho Hunt the Hunter how he was hospitalized uh, you know while drawing Yu Yu Hakusho and then in the hospital he was drawing his next like chapter and shit like that like really out of this world like I commend them wanting to work I understand that but these companies this is absolutely insane so dude gets hospitalized twice returns to run the studio again to finish Wonder Egg Priority which again that probably explains why a lot of people hate the ending of Wonder Egg Priority probably a lot of issues on top of the delayed final episode but then now this comes in um, animator Ipe Ichi says Netflix anime produced at MAPPA paid bottom rates. Animator Ipe Ichi opened up about Money Matters on Twitter claiming that animators were being offered bottom rates on the production of a Netflix anime made at MAPPA 
more than likely again Yasuke, his tweet is translated as follows. Apparently, a producer working on a Netflix anime made at MAPPA suggested to pay 3,800 yen, which is about $34 per cut. The budget for TV series is between 3,800 to 7,000 yen. So if you accept that offer, the unit price for animators would go down. Heads up, if you're asked, I think it's best to negotiate for 15,000 yen, about $134 or more per cut. So basically, he's saying like it should be $134. They're trying to pay $34 per cut. He then clarified, to avoid misunderstanding, I have to say that my issue is with Netflix. For all the exorbitant amount of capital they have, it's a problem that they've started to place orders with such low rates. There is a possibility that the prices are even lower than a TV series. Freelance animator Zaid commented, the usual 4,500 yen per cut is already bad enough. What is Netflix thinking allowing them to pay less than the average? In May, a freelance animator tweeted that they left MAPPA due to the factory-like conditions. They criticized MAPPA's decision to work on four shows at the same time instead of properly training its team so that such corrections wouldn't be necessary and said as far as I could tell about 80% of the employees had similar complaints at the time I remember we reported on that as well uh Lishan Thomas and Mappa's Yasuke anime debut on April 2nd worldwide on Netflix and yeah Netflix announced a comprehensive business alliance with Mappa in October basically Netflix saw that Mappa was cooking and everybody was loving Mappa and they were like yo y'all the best right we Netflix let's work together we're gonna give you shit pay but let's work together according to this and this is downright horrible this is horrible and they wonder why we're getting bad netflix exclusives like record of ragnarok yeah they were probably getting people that are dying as it was drawing record of ragnarok that wasn't a map of title by the way but the rates that they probably got to do record of ragnarok is why there was a lot of still images and why people were disappointed and pissed off with the record of ragnarok anime Don't get me wrong i still stand by what i said about how i felt about it but nevertheless there were tons of still images tons of like at, at certain points slideshows and things like that and it's probably this this is probably why netflix is probably cracking down they probably want to give them bottom rates because again if they're saying they need 134 dollars per cut and they're trying to pay them 34 dollars per cut that's absolutely a, a massive drop and i don't know what the hell like you would think that a giant like netflix getting into the game would be a big great thing for the industry it's starting to sound like a nightmare and yeah mappa yeah i gotta figure this out with netflix and yeah i gotta figure out how to treat y'all uh, animators because this keeps getting worse and we you know as as consumers we're supporting this behavior but what can we do you know what i'm saying like we need to come together and figure something out to try at the very least to help some form or another or i don't know a boycott of some sort if it continues because this is getting really bad people's lives are literally their livelihoods and their lives are starting to hang in the balance over all this shit we're seeing a lot of cases we just talked five seconds ago about the wonder egg priority like director and shit like wow okay people next up we got a big announcement apparently fruits basket fans if you were in depression because fruits basket is ending and y'all sad because i ain't gonna lie every single week the last i don't know couple of months i keep on just seeing fruits basket fans saying i cried watching the latest episode so apparently fruits basket has been really really sad well apparently there's going to be a new fruits basket spinoff anime that is coming next year let's read fruits basket anime finale reveals new anime about toru's parents and a stage play in 2022 uh, the official website for the new anime of natsuki takaya's fruits basket manga announced on tuesday that the series is getting a new anime in 2022 titled kyoko and katsuya's story the anime will center on the backstory of toru's parents kyoko and katsuya which the 2019 to 2021 series did not 
adapt. The website did not list the format or length of the anime. In addition, the manga is inspiring a stage play in 2022. The staff streamed a six-minute video to commemorate the 13th and final episode of the Fruits Basket, the final anime season, which aired on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, there's a possibility this could come out as just a movie because if this was supposed to be like content from the manga, I'm not sure how long it lasted. But maybe this is going to be like Fruits Basket, the movie or something like that. That would be big. Again, if people have been loving it like they have, I could see this doing numbers i could see a, a movie doing numbers or it could be a small tv special it could be a six episode tv show i don't know because they announced it as like hey anime coming they didn't say anime tv series if i'm not mistaken maybe they did i don't know but it just said a new anime in 2022 so yeah it could very well be a film i think that would be the smart thing to do like you did the series for years and years do a quick film bam make them buku dollars and run off into the sunset and either way that sounds kind of interesting and fruits basket fans you got a little bit more a little bit more of a lifeline before the ride is over Okay, people, next up, very, very big news that a lot of people are talking about, and I'm going to break it down so you understand what's going on, because a lot of people are thinking like, oh, snap, Demon Slayer is continuing, and no, 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 because according to this, it says, a Kimetsu no Yaiba, aka Demon Slayer spinoff titled Kimetsu Gakuen, will start serialization in Saikyo Jump on August 4th by Natsuki Hogami. Koyoharu Gotoge has drawn a commemorative illustration in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 31. Now, from my understanding, Kimetsu Gakuen is actually that anime is actually that story that is about them if they went to school, if I'm not mistaken. And Psycho Jump, regardless whether it's that or not, Psycho Jump is a gag, usually chibi spinoff magazine. Like, that's usually what they have, like Dragon Ball SD, where it's just like a chibi form of Dragon Ball, Naruto SD, Rock Lee SD, all of that stuff was in Psycho Jump. So Kimetsu Gakuen is more than likely going to be something along the lines of that. Think like Attack on Titan SD, I believe that's what it was called, but think something along the lines of that. That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be a lighthearted comedy that they're trying to sell more books basically because like i'm not really interested to be honest with you like if it was a spinoff like a serious spinoff whether it be like a modern day whatever a continuation whatever it, it would have been if it was just a serious thing absolutely give me more but if it's just like a comedy gag thing i went down that route and most of the time i'm not that hype about it like the rock lee sd was kind of funny but yeah I, I don't know if i'll be checking out this one i'll probably check out the first chapter especially if y'all want me to read it and talk about the first chapter maybe but yeah Kimetsu Gakuen, which Shonen Jump and Shueisha, they're like, no, somehow, some way, even if we gotta put it in the damn comedy magazine, we're getting some shit out. We need to sell more books. So yeah, people, unfortunately, for the people that are hyping and saying, oh my god, more Demon Slayer, it's not what you think. Sorry. Next up, just a small little quick but positive update for Four Nights of the Apocalypse, aka the Seven Deadly Sins sequel spinoff. It will be released in print by Kodansha USA in spring 2022. So next year, we'll have it in print, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to finishing the Seven deadly sins anime so i can move on with my life i feel like i've been trapped in, in in a hole in a vice grip on the seven deadly sins but when netflix released the anime like we reported in the last episode of forever news they only released the first 12 so we're waiting on that other 12 and once that is all together i can marathon through and be done with it and then probably hop on to the four nights of the apocalypse depending on how i feel but at the very least it's good to know by next year the four nights of the apocalypse manga will be available in print over here so i can look forward to that but yeah i really want to finish the seven deadly sins which i know i could read the manga but i don't know i've just kind of been with the anime at this point it's like whatever <laughs> next up let's take a quick look at tokyo revengers manga sales just the boom because we got a chart right here that showcases what the series was like once the anime started to come out it's like okay the first three if i'm not mistaken was like eh, okay once the anime goes it's boom boom up and away and then 
March 9th was like the peak so far, but it's just been humongous. It has gone ridiculous. Now we're at 25 million like we just reported last episode. So we went from like, you know, this shit was not even selling. What was it? Like 200K is the line there. It was probably doing less than 100K. And then psh, March 9th, over 800K, not probably 900K at that point. Like absolutely insane. This graph is interesting to look at because it showcases like, yeah, we, we, we in, in the millions, fam. 25 million. Let's freaking go. Just wanted to give you guys a little more insight into, you know, we talk about Tokyo Avengers all the time, how much it's selling. Well, here's a graph to give you an idea of like what it was before and what it is after that anime. You should be watching. <laughs> Remember what Funimation used to do that weird shit. <laughs> Next up, quick update for Marshall. According to this, it says Marshall Magic and Muscles has reached 1.7 million copies in circulation. And I want to say it has four volumes out, if I'm not mistaken, three or four volumes. So that's pretty good. Almost 2 million sold. Of course, no anime yet. About 68 chapters, 69 chapters around there uh, of a release. And yeah, not bad at all. I've been saying that Marshall's probably going to be up next. It has that mix of comedy, action, all of that jazz, a One Punch Man vibe, 1.7 million. It'll easily have, by the time we get an anime, which I'm guessing it'll be like end of 2022, maybe early 23. I want to say probably end of 22, maybe early 23. I don't know, but around there, it'll probably be about 5 million, 6 million, maybe, maybe more, a little less, but somewhere around there if it keeps on going at this pace because almost 2 million. Next up, just a small little bit of a tidbit of a One Piece update because according to this, it was a kind of addendum to last episode's news about One Piece going on break. Apparently, the series One Piece will be gracing the cover of Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 33 slash 34. So One Piece is going to be getting the spotlight then. I'm curious, is it going to be a big chapter? I don't know, as of recent, in case you haven't been dulling or like you know i've been uploading consistently with the one piece manga like my one piece manga videos i've been really really into it and uh yeah if it's gracing the cover up jump maybe it'll be a big chapter i'm looking forward to it like ooh, uh, I'm, I'm excited i got like five different ideas of what that chapter could be but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there okay people and lastly we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments always a joy and a treat we'll end this one off in a fun light let's start off with hiro mashima creator of fairy tale slash eden zero he said the ps PS5 Ratchet and Clank is an experience felt by the whole body from the cutscenes to the direction. This is a god tier game and I love hearing mangaka talk about games and, and anime and stuff like that but especially video games like I noticed a lot of weekly shonen magazine authors really game hard probably even weekly shonen jump now that I think about it but Hiro Mashima is always gaming I don't know how the man has time to do Eden Zero, Fairytale Hunter Years Quest, design a game and play games like he must have a crazy staff really awesome stuff there shout out to Hiro Mashima uh, moving forward Nakaba Suzuki author of Seven Deadly Sins slash The Four Nights of the Apocalypse I've been addicted to this Kavaline whiskey since I got it from the president a publisher who went to Taiwan for a signing event. I can't remember, was it Nakaba Suzuki or was it the author of Fire Force that was uh, a few months back talking about drinking and having an addiction to drinking or not drinking for a while and then drinking again? I want to say it was Nakaba Suzuki. I'm not sure on that, but either way, uh, okay, you know, have your drinks and stuff like that, but just chill out. <laughs> just always worried about, because again, I want to say it was either him or Okubo that was talking about like kind of just being down a little bit and drinking and stuff. So yeah, um, in case Nakaba Suzuki, not saying that they are, but if they're going through anything, my heart goes out to you. Uh, but yeah, it might just be a lighthearted uh, message. Who knows? But just always be on the safe side. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Uh, moving forward, Ken Wakui, the author of Tokyo Revengers, said, The work on volume 23 is now done. The cover is an unconventional looking Hanma. Yeah, I bet that bread that you're getting from them volume sales is a Hanma, huh? Nah, I don't even know what that Hanma is, but yeah, I, I bet he's loving that money that he got coming in and that success. And then um, lastly, we got Atsushi Okubo 
creator of Fire Force. I'm having so much fun with online matches in the new Guilty Gear that my fingers hurt. Giovanna is really cute. <laughs> I don't know. I just read this dude's shit and this was just like, you know, a normal chill one, but kind of gives me a laugh. And uh, yeah, they love to game. Weekly Shonen Magazine authors love to game. And yeah, people, those are all the stories we got for today's episode. I'm very curious what you guys think of the top 10 sales of manga for the week, the Shonen Jump author comments, the record of Ragnarok anime being taken off Netflix, the issues with the 2021 Olympics, the Platinum Men PV slash new visual, the Jujutsu Kaisen news for the upcoming Jump Giga magazine, uh, MAPPA and Cloverworks Studios, the terrible work conditions and terrible pay, do better, uh, Fruits Basket spinoff anime 2022, Demon Slayer spinoff manga, Four Nights of the Apocalypse coming to the USA, uh, Tokyo Revengers explosion since the anime, Marshall's manga sales, one Piece getting the cover of Jump in issue 33 slash 34, which more than likely means that following week, there won't be an issue of Jump, just to note that. And the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. And your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode. But, that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications. And if you want to follow any of my other social media, links are in the description below. I'm Fanel world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy. have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of Whatever News. have an awesome day <laughs>